This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. Free Kicks is up next, but first listen to this other fine OPI show. This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. On this week's Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. Penis problems with COVID. A Minutia quiz about baseball's return. Kosher lube. My brush with an Academy Award winning actress. And our celebrity interview with stuntman Hollywood legend Bobby Holland Hanton. All that in unlimited tangents on this week's Minutia Men. Tony Lasano podcast and OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. RadioMisfits.com. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Free Kicks. And now, Free Kicks. Free Kicks. With Illinois Youth Soccer Association's Director of Coaching, Adam Howarth and Rick Kemper. Welcome to another show with, uh, you know, it sounds impressive every, t- every time I hear it, uh, Illinois Youth Soccer Director of Coaching, and I, somehow I got him on a show. That's just, that's <laughs> unbelievable. Here he is, Adam Haworth. Wow, what a buildup. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I bet you're going to provide some insight that people are just not going to get anywhere else. That's true. Okay. That's true. We hope so. We can hope so. <laughs> well, otherwise, you're not you're not living up to your very hefty paycheck that uh, that we're delivering for you. Yes. All right. So uh, we uh, on this show we like to focus on the Premier League because it is the best uh, soccer league in the world. So let's find out what is happening on the pitch. Premier League football. What's happening on the pitch? Well, we have a champion, don't we? Uh, yeah. Liverpool wins the title. Uh, and I am a Liverpool supporter. I must say I got a little uh, I got a little teary eyed when uh, the hugging German uh, lost his composure mm-hmm. talking about mm-hmm. it. Um, he could be the most admirable German I've ever seen. <laughs> There's something about his personality. There's something about the way he uh, seems to really care for people. Um, it's, it's very non-Germanic, <laughs> just say yeah. that. But he's he's also obviously an unbelievable motivator and a great yeah. coach. No question, no question. He is the epitome of the modern day soccer coach in terms of how he relates to players, how he his personality is so forgiving in so many ways. He's such an upbeat guy never really see a crossword too often i mean there's passion you can see the passion on the sidelines but yeah that's also another non-germanic thing (laughs) yeah (laughs) but just a a, really a tremendous um person in terms of if as coaches you know who you want to be i mean jürgen klopp is the person that you'd probably want to model yourself on just because of who he what he does how he relates to people and and everything else just really truly a great great person and, you know, this team that he's put together, not so shabby. Right. I mean, that's that's the biggest thing. I mean, the numbers don't lie. I mean, they're 20 points ahead. Uh, won it convincingly. We've still got five or six games left. And, you know, they, they could easily break over 100 points, which would be amazing. And just really a fantastic season overall. And this is coming on the back of a season when they were just as good as the year before. You know, they was... They, they narrowly lost the league because Man 
City played so well. So right, this and, was, and they this, won the Champions was, League. Exactly, exactly. They won the Champions League. So you could see this coming, you know. And I think they had an interview with him four years ago when he took over, and they said he felt that they would win the league within four years. I saw that. <laughs> Gosh darn it, he did it. I mean, that's a prediction that came true. You know, it reminds me of. Uh, very much of the Cubs manager, uh, Joe Madden, here in Chicago, mm-hmm. when he came here and said that the Cubs were going to go to the World Series and win it. And everyone was like, mm, yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it happened. And it happened. Yeah. And he also had the same kind of personality, I think, as as Jurgen Klopp. It's just, that's the that's the kind of personality that is required for today's players. I really think so. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, we do, we talk a lot about this in terms of, our coaching courses, you know, the managing the performance environment, the people around them, dealing with how you work with the player, work with the team itself, putting all that together. That's what makes the great coaches. And that's really what uh, Jürgen has been able to do at such a high level and being able to juggle these players. Because when he came in, it was a mess. It was. Uh, there was no, no question it was a mess. I mean, when you look at the players that they've produced – um, and it was interesting looking at some of the plays that they had. I think, you know, when they were kind of going through these changes in the last four or five years, and they were good under Brendan Rodgers, don't get me wrong. They had a good squad. Yeah. Um, he was just able to elevate them and just added the pieces. And really, to me, the biggest and the best piece was Virgil van Dijk last, you know, two I years agree. ago. I agree. I agree. When they added him. Uh, and, and along with the goalkeeper as well, um, yeah. you know, those were the two pieces. He identified what was the weaknesses and then made those additions. And consequently, that's how yeah. they won the title. Yeah. And got the best in the world at both positions. Yeah, know, and- <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that helps. <laughs> yeah, that does help. But, you know, you talk about uh, that Liverpool team. They they have they have no weaknesses. They really don't. I mean, they're they're strong in defense. Uh, thanks to Virgil van Dyke, they've got the best attacking outside backs that you'll yeah. you'll ever see. Yeah, exactly. They, they have a very strong midfield that controls the game and feeds the three most dangerous strikers. And and so, I mean, they have they have it all, and they have a deep yeah. bench too. Yeah, they they can utilize players, you know. A person like Adam Lallana, who played a, a significant role up until probably Jurgen Klopp took over, right. is sitting on the bench. You know, he's not a bad player to come off the bench in England international. Right. Um, but but one thing I think which is always important when you look at these teams, and you obviously you look at the talent with Van Dijk and and Salah and the, the front three. You know, to me, a player that sticks out just because he he probably doesn't get the popularity. The, the notoriety should, but he's the one that kind of is the glue, and that's Jordan Henderson. Yeah. You see, he's the he's the guy that kind of puts everything together, and probably to be fair, he's not the best player on the team by a long shot. Right, but just on a pure those... talent basis, you're right. Right, yeah, and you look at him though; he just holds things together. He's that quarterback in the middle that's able to coordinate things. You can see he gets after the players when he needs to. That's the and thing, the, I think. I, I think he's the, the heart of the team. Yes, exactly, exactly. And when he's and not I, I there and they, he was injured, they were lacking. when he was injured, um, it, it was a, an obvious, you know, that you could tell that there was something missing. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and like you said, he's not the most talented player. But uh, he's got that special something. So, anyway, that 
that discussion of this team, which is my favorite team, I, I, I need to ask you this as someone who has seen it all in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. Where mm-hmm. would you rank this team among the all-time greats? Yeah, it's, it was. I, I was looking at kind of the previous winners, and I, I kind of had a, a top five I thought about in terms of the top five champions of all time. Um, you know, up there was the Arsenal group from, from 04, 05, right, the, uh, sorry, 03, 04. They were the Invincibles. They right. they didn't lose a single game. Pretty good. I think if, yeah, which is pretty good. I mean, they did draw a few, but, you know, that that's definitely up there. Yeah. I think you, you can definitely argue even Man City from last year and Liverpool from last year, yeah. both two tremendous teams. Um, and then you've got Man United in 99 when they won the treble, when they beat your favorite team, Bayern Munich, there with the last with the last second goal there uh, to win it 2-1. Um, so you've got those teams, and then you know I'll throw Chelsea in there when Mourinho won the first his first championship title. But I'm going to go out on limb. I think this is probably the the best team in Premier League history. Wow, that's really saying something. Um, and they do have a chance to set all the records. I mean, they've lost one game. Yep. Um, and last year, how, how many games did they lose last year? Two. <laughs> Something two, yeah. like that. They lost two games yeah. all last year. I mean, that's a heck of a two-year stretch. Now, yeah. Man City just had to, had a, a two-year stretch that is similar to that. So yeah. n- next year's just going to be unbelievable, I think. I mean, I can't wait. <clears throat> because well, you've got this Liverpool team that is on a, on a high. It's just been declared by Adam Howarth, the Illinois director of, uh, <laughs> of coaching. <laughs> um, it's just been declared as the best team in Premier League history. But you've got Man City. Now, Man City is going to be uh, punished, so we don't know what's going to happen to them exactly. <clears throat> but let's talk also about some of these teams that are up and coming, yeah. including your boys in Chelsea, who have looked fantastic since the end, since the since they've come back. Right. Three wins right off the, off the back there. They've come in, done extremely well. And look into the future. You know, they've made they've got some great signings coming in. All young Timo players. Werner, all young players. Werner's coming in. Saich is coming in. So yeah. they've got some players to to fill the holes. Um, like you said, I think it's going to be a really exciting year. And then uh, you know, Wolverhampton Wanderers, a yes. team that is just again flying out of the gate. They're probably the most informed team. In the top six, you know, they've I think they've won five of their last six games with one draw. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. So, um, yeah, there's so many things. Man United starting to re- reappear again now. Yes, a bit more relevant after some good wins. So, I think next year's I think next year's Premier League could be the the best ever in yeah. terms of how everybody is. I can't wait. And you know, uh, people think I'm crazy when I say this, and you probably will disagree with me as well. But I think the key player on that Chelsea squad is Pulisic. Yeah. When he is in there, they're a different team. Right. I agree. I and, agree. And I mean, they, they just, they're more exciting. They've got more power. They've, I mean, they've, they, they're dangerous. That, that goal that he scored against, uh, against Man City, you know, just a, yeah. a, a full breakaway, like a hockey breakaway. <laughs> when yeah. do you see that? That's true. He has the speed. There's no question. My concern, and I don't want to be negative Nelly here, yeah. but um, I, he's got another injury. I know. He picked up a little bit of a calf strain. So, I know. 
And I'm just a little worried that, you know, he can only go a short amount of time. So He is a little guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we saw him. I mean, he's a little guy. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm concerned about his his longevity in terms of can can, can he he play that whole season. So I'm hoping it's nothing serious and, you know, they they treat him well in in terms of how he's playing and uh, hopefully he can come back and be able to be relevant for this weekend's games. But... We'll see. We'll see. Hopefully it's nothing too bad. Let's talk about Man United a little bit because um, Mm -hmm. that is a team that has kind of been in the doldrums the last few years um, for for them, you know, as a team that has won. How many many Premier Leagues did they win? I think they got 12 or so, 12 or 13. Yeah, come on. Pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So they expect to win at at Mm -hmm. Manchester United. And they haven't been winning. Um, and the last couple of years, they have been very mediocre. But yeah. lately, you know, since they're back, I'm seeing little flashes. And I think the fact, uh, first of all, the uh, bringing in Bruno was a was a huge deal. No question. No question. That uh, is one of the smartest moves any team has made. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, just watching uh, Martial uh, f- uh, playing that the number nine instead of on the yeah. wing. He just yeah. seems much more comfortable at that number nine. He could he can be an, uh, a very solid striker. And then you got Rashford, and you've got you know they've got talent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you look at it, and I think what's been the most exciting part about it is you've got Bruno Fernandez and Paul Pogba. They they seem to be connected. And, yes, you know, this partnership um, seems to be working pretty well. And like you mentioned, you've got Marshall as a forward who's who scored three on the weekend and. Um, it, it just seems like there's a little bit of a, a mini revival going on at Manchester United, which is great for them because I can tell you this, and I'm not a Man United fan. I know a lot of people, <laughs> they are I'm not. I'm not either. <laughs> yeah, they are absolutely livid that Liverpool won the league. I mean, they, this is this is probably... That I mean, makes me very happy. They, yeah, it gets, it gets, <laughs> they get frustrated when, when uh, they lose to Man City and Man City, but... They probably are hurting more the fact that Liverpool won the league than yeah. Man City wins the league, just because they've always seen Liverpool as their really big, big rival. So, for those Man United fans out there, I can I, I feel your pain, although <laughs> I understand that it's all part of it. And come uh, on, it's yeah, been thirty but, years. Give them a, throw them a bone. <laughs> I know. <laughs> come on, get over I, it, I people. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I, I I I see where you're coming from on that. Uh, so the, the the other team that's up there that uh, it, it doesn't look so good all of a sudden is Leicester City. What is going on with them? Yeah, been a bit of a struggle. Um, I mean, they, they haven't played terribly. It's just they, the results haven't gone their way. Um, so I think, uh, you know, they're talking about hopefully it's not panic stations yet. You know, they've been in close games and, and different things. But, you know, they've got some bigger issues as well. You know, when you look at the three games that they played, Obviously, one was the FA Cup, but two draws. They, they really get, didn't get much out of those games against some, you know, a lower level team. So they just didn't play very well. So right. maybe maybe they can kind of regroup and get back into it. They've got a, an interesting game this week against Everton, who again, a team that's kind of been a bit up and down. So hopefully that might change. But um, but then on the weekend, when they, they actually play in a home, that's going to be the big. You know they're unsure because uh, there's been a bit of a spike in the the coronavirus in yeah. Leicester. So we're gonna they're gonna have to maybe assess that situation. 
Well, let's talk about that because uh, this is a big deal. You know, when they when the sport came back, we knew something like this could happen, right? Um, right. The city of Leicester's had a spike in cases, uh, very likely to extend the lockdown for a few more weeks there. Um, and they have three home games scheduled for July. Now, there are no fans at the games. Right. So, I, you know, I don't know how this impacts it, if it does at all. Uh, any? Do you have any idea how they're going to handle that? Yeah, no, I mean, they, they, they feel very confident. They're in a safe environment um, in the fact that they're not around, obviously, lots and lots of people. They're probably going to have to be really strict. But as we've seen in, in certain areas, you know, these are young uh, soccer professional players with a lot of money, and they don't always make the best decisions. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> so I think that's probably a concern of theirs, you know, that they, they're wandering around the streets of Leicester and uh, – Obviously, that's probably not the, the time to do it. So um, I think that there is like they have these uh, they have a safety advisory group that kind of will make the final decision on when the game will be able to be played just because they're trying to secure everything in and around it. Um, so I think they'll have to make a decision. And, it, and they said if they have to, you know, just postpone the game and move it back a little bit later, they can do that. So. They're just going to have to deal with this this kind of hotspot type of situation right now. And it's really not the only story as far as the virus goes. Uh, somebody uh, tested positive in this latest round of testing. They they haven't revealed who it was, but uh, mm-hmm. uh, granted, it was just one person. They didn't even say if it was a player or not. Names okay. are not being revealed, but there yeah. was one positive test. And uh, the Watford player, Andre Gray could not play this past weekend because he broke the rules and had a party at his house talking about people making bad decisions. <laughs> he would be right. one of those players. And so they, you know, there, there's a, there's a rule 14 days. He can't, he can't do anything. Yeah, exactly. Those are the exactly. rules in, in England right now. You gotta, you gotta live with it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, again, you know, making, making smart decisions by these players is going to be, you know, paramount to them in terms of their success so yeah that's that's kind of kind of one of those things that you're, you're dealing with and these are these are high profile well-paid young players and, and they sometimes they don't always do the smartest things all right uh we're going to need to take a break here but we still have some great stuff coming up what's happening in adam's office we're going to do his favorite bit which is the guest the premier league star we also have a clip of an interview i did with someone who appeared in the Highest grossing film of all time. And we talk a little bit about Premier League soccer. That's all I'm going to say. That's coming up. We also have Adam's TV tip. Uh, So there's no reason to go anywhere. We'll be right back. I'm Howard Sudbury. I'm Steve Baskerville. On the next Back to You, special guests, the Minutia Men, Rick Kempfer and David Stern, are our guests and Steve, they've accomplished so much. Yeah, they have, including uh, what I'm going through right now. I just got a, my ascot on, and I have my cigarette holder and a cigarette and a nice glass of bourbon because I'm beginning to write the remainder of my book. You got a deadline. Next Tuesday deadline, my friend. You just ruined their promo. Oh, I thought we were on the same promo. You just jumped in on theirs. Well, I was under the impression that we were ad lib in the promo. How about that, Steve? They've inspired me, Howard. They've inspired me. And they'll inspire you. 
On the next Back to You. Back to You with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. Uh, okay, fine. Screw it. I won't be on your damn promo either. <laughs> you can find Back to You on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. And friends and everyone at Opie Shows want you to make sure to wash your hands. And if you're still one of those people who don't wash their hands after they use the bathroom, please do that now. That's something you should have been doing anyway. I Cover your mouth when you cough. You can save the world by sitting on your ass at home. You cannot afford to miss this opportunity. You won't get another one. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. Stay home. You will be saving the world. Okay, we're back. It's time to find out what's happening here in Chicago. And now, the latest Chicago area soccer news. Soccer news, soccer news. with Coach Adam. Coach Adam. With the impressive title. <laughs> yeah, so uh, again, another busy week, kind of getting everything prepared. So we officially started Phase 4 this past Friday. So uh, teams are now kind of free to have full-sided training sessions, prepare themselves for... So maybe some friendly games and some different competitions. Uh, so I think you're going to see some things kind of ramping up here pretty soon in terms of some some competitions. And then before you know it, you know the uh, they're going to be able to uh, go through the application process. There's the seeding meetings and the scheduling meetings. Oh, that's the, so our, fun! Those are so through fun through our leagues. But uh, you know, and in fact, not to kind of um, you know steal the or the limelight but i know we've been talking with them there's there's the possibility of i think they're going to have to do that virtually now so um so that's something that's probably going to be done uh, through zoom which actually is kind of a probably could be a very effective way of doing it putting them into into different uh you know rooms that could, where they that could be something where uh you know the, a blessing in disguise as someone who's yes. gone to i can't tell you how many of those seating meetings i've been to in my life yeah. Um, they're just horrible. <laughs> they're just horrible. And if you could just do it in your house, it, it's horrible, but you don't have to go anywhere. <laughs> be nice. Right. Right. Exactly. So whether it be the seating, the scheduling meetings, depending on how they choose to do it. Uh, I know they're looking at some options, obviously, for, you know, we're in a situation where we have to do pretty much everything virtually, just like we're doing this now, right. you know, we're, we're not seeing each other like we normally do. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we, we try and make, you know, try and kind of work with them and, and we're moving in that direction from a, from a coaching education standpoint. Um, you know, us soccer is, is not going to be doing any high level licensing courses is, uh, in the, for the rest of this year in terms of in person. Just, just because from the, from a safety standpoint. So, and I know we're working closely on finalizing some of our virtual stuff that we're doing. So, is it possible so that that could ever uh, become a virtual thing too? Some of the coaching courses. Yeah, that's what we're working on right now. So, a lot of that stuff is going to be happening. So, that, you know, there's a difference between um, online and virtual. You know, the online courses are just pretty much you sitting there listening, maybe answering a few questions. The virtual would be kind of a Zoom type of an atmosphere where right. there is some interaction. So I can see people. We can at least uh, treat it as close to a classroom as we possibly can. So, um, so that's what our plan is. You know, um, so we're working closely to to try to kind of shore things up. So then, hopefully, by by the fall, we'll have everything in place for hopefully some virtual learning. And, you know, if I can just say this, uh, as someone who's not involved in this at all, um, 
you know, if you watch the news, <laughs> yeah, you see how people are treating this uh, this coronavirus right now, and uh, there's spikes in in many other states. Let's not be one of those states. Let's be mm-hmm. smart about this when people get together. I know that most of these clubs are very meticulous about it, uh, but let's keep doing it because phase four is great, but let's not have to go back to phase three. We're trying to head to phase five. That's yeah, all, that's totally, all I'll say to- about it. Yeah, totally agree. You know, we want to keep moving forward. We want to make sure these these players have a full season. We want to make sure that the, the high school uh, boys have a season. Obviously, we're both uh, part of that situation because we both have senior sons, so yep. it'd be it'd be nice for them to finish. I know I feel terrible for those those kids who weren't able to, especially those girls who didn't have a senior season in the spring. So yeah. we're hoping that uh, you know things can move forward. Uh, we got to do our part now. Just be be mindful, be conscious, uh, be safe, and, and just you know pay close attention to what the the scientists and the the experts tell us what to do that's right okay it's time for your favorite part of the show here we go all right time now to guess the premier league star all right here we go adam uh this week's premier league star is 26 years old all right so he's right in the prime of his career okay he captains his national team but his national team is not the english national team okay he has been with his Premier League club since 2017. And before that, he played with Hull City. Hey. You know who Phil Neville is? Of, yes. co- of course you do. Uh, tell everybody what position Phil Neville played. He was playing like an outside back, maybe an outside midfielder. Okay. Phil Neville calls this week's Premier League star the best left back in the world. Okay. He shares a last name with the lead guitarist of the band. So we're looking at a Liverpool player, is that right? We well, could be. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to go with Mr. Would it Would it be? Andrew Robertson? Yes, it would be. Very good. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> uh, yes, I was going to... Liverpool was the next clue. In his two full seasons as a starter, on his current club, he has won the Champions League and the Premier League. Right, right. So, he's been a starter okay. basically for two years for, for Liverpool, and he's done pretty well. <laughs> yeah, no question. And it, it, you know what threw me was his age. You know, I thought he was to be. I actually thought he was younger than that. I really did. Oh, really? Of, yeah, because of you know who, where he's played, and he's actually had a little bit of a career. Because you think of Trent Alexander Arnold in terms of him kind of going through the Liverpool system, right? And I and I I always for whatever reason, you know, Robertson kind of in my head he was the same type of player that kind of came through the system. Yeah, you lump Obviously them together. Yeah, no. He, yeah, exactly. He played with Hull City. I uh, played yeah. played there for several years, and of course, he's from Scotland. He's the captain right. of the uh, Scottish national team, and yeah. and a heck with, of yeah, a player. Yeah, heck of a player. Played with Dundee United, so it was. Um, I know I was actually on a webinar not too long ago, which was which was really kind of cool with the academy uh, director, 
who actually worked with him. Um, so it was interesting just to kind of say and hear some of his uh, thoughts on how he was going to be in terms of a player. And then obviously, you know, he went to Hull and then has just turned into being a fantastic player. Yeah, world class. How about that yeah. uh, compliment from Phil Neville? I mean, that's uh, yeah. that's uh, that's high praise coming from him. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And he was in the news today too. I don't know if you saw that. It was talking about uh, him maybe getting back into management. So we'll see. Really? Uh, there's a yeah. I know he was the manager of the of the England uh, women's team, national team. Yeah. So, but he's talking about maybe uh, looking at some Premier League teams. So, watch that space. Well, there will be some openings. I'm guessing there will be some openings. Mm-hmm. It always yeah. are openings. All right, let me play this clip for you. Of uh, so, th- I host another show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network, another Opie show called uh, the the Minutia Men Celebrity Interview, and every week we interview somebody in the celebrity world and this past week we interviewed a man who was in the highest grossing film of all time which is avengers endgame right he was in all of the avengers movies now he's not the actor he's a stuntman his name is bobby holland hanton and he is the stuntman for the amazing thor which is chris hemsworth right so yeah so he has the same body type as me yeah, I was just gonna. Th- I was just gonna right, say that. Probably look, it's like a spit image. Yeah. Right. So I mean, I could probably fill in for him if need be, um, and you yeah, know, probably exactly. same kind of athletic abilities. Um, but anyway, uh, <laughs> you know, we were having a conversation, and it was about his movies and everything. And then the subject turned to football. Here we go. And, and you know, the the country's slowly coming back. Uh, you know, watching uh, Premier League uh, football is back. Uh, with no with no crowds, it's kind of a little unusual. Have you seen any of those games? Mate, yeah, I'm obviously a huge football fan. I'm Arsenal and Portsmouth, so I yeah. as soon as it started again, it was straight. Yeah, it was straight back on my TVs, and and we've been watching it. It's very odd with the fake crowd, and um, you know, and it looks almost like this in a training ground. But I mean, Liverpool were amazing last night. They played Crystal Palace, and and they won four 0 which was some incredible goals. And Man City the night before that won five 0 So. Yeah, I'm very much watching. I mean, my wife's not too happy about it. But I'm very much watching most of the games every night. Really. Right. right. Yeah. I am, I am too. I, it, it's on in the afternoon here, uh, which is perfect. Uh, you know, Dave and I, we have our own business. Uh, we're, we're publishers. And so during the afternoon, you know, we run our own schedules. I happen to have the afternoons that I can flick on the uh, Premier League, and I just I, I spend hours watching it. i got to say, I love uh, it. Rick does a uh, podcast, a uh, soccer podcast. I do. Uh, yeah, it's called Free Kicks, but it, we, we talk about – I just happen to I just happen to love football. It's my favorite sport. But, Good on you, gents. Yeah, me too. It's, it's, um, obviously, as you know, over here, it's, people go crazy for it. It's, it's in people's religion to, to watch football. So, it's um, yeah, it's huge here, and – it's nice that it's back and hope, you know the most important thing is trying to get you know bring it back and and and, and be safe is right. the most important but to actually get sport back on the tv I'm, I'm obviously a huge ufc fan as well so i've been watching the fights and getting sport back is, is kind of is, is it stops everyone going too crazy you know there he is mm. so he's an arsenal man yeah. Oh well. Never mind. <laughs> but I'm not going to say that to him because he likes UFC. So I would uh, be yeah. careful if I would say that to him. Oh, uh, this I'd is say, a oh, man. Look. This is a man who. All right. So I told you he was a stuntman for the Avengers movies, but he's also the stuntman for James Bond. 
Yeah. He's a stuntman for uh, Tom Cruise in the Mission Impossible movies. Uh, see, you know, so it, I asked him what his his favorite stunt is, and it is uh, doing the wire uh, things. I, and I said, what does that mean? He goes, that's when you just jump off a building and you're on a wire. And you have wow. to land where they want you to land. Like, yeah, okay, I don't think I'm going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I just wanted to show you that I'm still promoting the show. See there, I yeah. promoted it on another show. And oh, now it's great. time for this. Now time for Adam's Weekend Soccer TV Tip. tip. All right, so let me know what's going on here. We've got some big games coming up. What should I sit in my couch and watch? I tell you, there's so many games. I mean, like we talked about, trying to keep up to date with all of these games is just um, unbelievable. So uh, now we're posting this on Thursday. So on Thursday, Liverpool Man City game is probably happening. Maybe as you're listening to this, or maybe it's just happened. So that's that's one game. Obviously, you're going to want to watch. But other than that, yeah, absolutely. I think you're going to want to watch that. I mean. The Man City, obviously, it would have been nice if the the league was still going and there was still something to play for. But it's still uh, the best part about that's going to be, you know, how Man City they have this uh, this honor of Liverpool walks out and then they do a guard of honor. So the Man City players will be kind of across from each other, and then the Liverpool fan, the Liverpool team walks out and they kind of give them a round of applause. So that kind of happens every time Liverpool comes out. So that's going to be interesting. Yeah. Um, you know, so uh, I'll, I'll Defending be Defending champs. Yeah, exactly. Giving them a round of applause. So we'll see how that kind of goes through. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think Saturday, 4th of July, you know, American Independence Day, what better day to <laughs> sit down and watch football? The, so, uh, the, the country we vanquished. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. So... Uh, there's some there's some decent games. I mean, there's not some real massive high profile games, but I think in terms of a good game to watch, and I think you know we we talked a little bit about earlier in the podcast, but watching Wolverhampton Wanderers and Arsenal, I think will be a really good game because right now Wolves are probably the best team in the league in terms of on form. Arsenal's kind of regrouping; they had a good win with the FA Cup, so we'll see how that goes, but. You know, for, for my tip of the week, I'm going to go with Wolves versus Arsenal. It's an 11.30 game, so everybody will be able to wake up a little later, watch the game, and uh, see if this Wolves team is for real because they are very close to being in the top four. Okay. That's a, that's definitely a great pick. Mm-hmm. All right. So, um, obviously, if, if uh, people ask you about uh, this show, Free Kicks, you should, you should tell them to listen to us on Spotify. Uh, or go to opishows.com. That's where you'll find us. Wherever you find podcasts, search for Radio Misfits. Special thanks to our executive producer, Tony Lasana with opishows.com. Opi is hippo backwards, O-P-P-I-H shows.com. We're distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place, radiomisfits.com. And we'll be back again next week with another episode of Three Kicks. This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. The proceeding was a presentation of OPI Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. 
Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? Coming up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report Informed Automotive, it's part two of our look at cars that define a decade with our man in the field, Roger Rexroad. I'm Mark Vernon. Join me and our man in the field, Roger Rexroad, for part two of this very special episode of the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Previously on Lozano and Friends. Bruce Dumont of the Museum of Broadcast Communications. Bruce, what's your story about Charles Bronson? I was doing my show from New York, and one of the big stories in New York at that time was uh, the Guardian Angels were part of the story. It was Rudy Giuliani was mayor. There was the crackdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, crime in New York was going down because people were getting outraged. They were taking their neighborhoods back. That was a national movement that was going on. As I'm preparing, I'm sitting literally in Central Park. Uh, I'm preparing for my show that night. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking to myself as I'm sitting on the bench, you know, this is so different than the image of New York and crime and Charles Bronson and Death Wish and all that other stuff. And right. I knew that I was going to sort of talk about that subject that night, that crime in New York was going down. Yeah. And I looked to the right, and there, five feet away from me on my bench is Charles Bronson. <laughs> I was specifically thinking of Charles Bronson Death Wish. Right. And right. Charles Bronson <laughs> sits next to me. <laughs> and I then said, well, okay, am I going to bother? He's by himself. So I very quickly introduced myself. He wasn't very impressed. I said, but I want to talk about America is now reacting, and, and some people are calling it a vigilante take-back of their neighborhoods. Do you have any sense of, of pride and authorship of this transformation that's happening in urban America because of your films? Yeah. And he said, no, I really don't. Uh, <laughs> things change, and uh, that's – I mean, he didn't really say anything really deep to be thinking of Charles Bronson in that setting – and for him to sit next to me, I think is one of the most bizarre things that ever happened to me. I'm going to ask you, can you think about Alyssa Milano for right now? Just to see what happens. <laughs> Get more Lasano and Friends now on Lasano.com.